trading at episode 75. As a new trader, I think it's it's too advanced to try to spot the reversals all the time. I think you should focus on, as a beginner, to trade with the trend and actually actually spot those buy opportunities. You know, a trend also has breakouts of support and resistance areas. So when you combine those two, you really get a, the easiest way to make money, in my opinion. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax. Learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up traders, welcome to another installment of the Trading Nut Podcast. I'm your host Cam Hawkins and today we've got Philip Bloom on the show. Now, Philip isn't just your typical trader out there. This guy, this guy, I can call him a kid, he's 15 years old. He's 15 years old, he's been trading since the age of 13. His backstory is going to be pretty short but we can really, oh, I could tell from the interview and then we jumped on a YouTube video afterwards that this kid has got it going on. Really knows how to trade, legit as they come. He's got this thing called the Golden Zone. You're going to see that in the little YouTube video we shot after the after the interview. You're going to hear his story in the interview, which is still quite unique. But also what he has learned over the years, and look, even he was able to teach me stuff. Okay, this guy is amazing. So guys, this is coming up. The world's youngest profitable forex trader is on the Trading Nut podcast. It's the first. Uh, What's more, okay, so we shot the video afterwards where he walks through a recent trade setup. So it basically validates what this guy is is doing and saying. Secondly to that, we have, uh, we're going to do another live video session, okay? So you guys are going to get to see Philip, and we're hoping to get another trader on board as well who's been on the show before. Um, time zones might be a little tricky, so we're sort of going to work through that. But we're basically, we're going to get Philip on. He's going to walk through five different trades. We're going to try and get another trader on as well who's been on the show before. Going to walk through five trades as well. If we can't get them on at the same time, you might just have to do two. But here's what we're going to do. You guys are going to get a chance to learn what these guys are doing. You're going to see them walk through a price chart and... It's basically free education, right? So free education from guys that are actually making money in the markets over there on Trading Nut. How do you get access to this? Simply do this. Head over to the tradingnut.com site, find Philip's interview, and sign up somewhere. Okay, there will be either an email pop up, or click the join free, or sign up on Instagram. But make sure whatever you sign up to, you're going to get access to the emails and the links that come out to register for this event okay guys so it's going to come up soon please head over there tradingnut.com as soon as you've watched this check out the video while we're there philip's video that we shot after the show as well all right guys so that's coming up now before we head into the interview which i know you're going to love there is one thing i want to leave you with there's some this guy's on fire in the trading nut chat he's absolutely on fire his name's Andre Jubert. He, he was on, uh, I mentioned him a couple of episodes ago, potentially last episode, 
And he's just dropping so much value in there. It's crazy. Stuff that I've never heard of in all the interviews that I've done. So this is what he, he, he suggested somebody do when they were struggling. So he said, look, there's two things that he did that helped. One was to take a demo account, look for setups, do the opposite of what your setup says. So do a 100 trade sample size, analyze and review. So forward testing only, no back test. So basically you've got to sit there, demo trader or live trader, 100 sample size of the opposite of your setup. Okay, so as your setup says buy, you sell. Your setup says buy, you sell. Your setup says sell, you buy. Simple as that. So crazy stuff. So that really helped him, which is which is very, it's odd, but hey man, it's probably worth a, worth a crack if you're really struggling. The second thing he had was something called red team trading. And I had no idea what this was. He explained it. Basically, you get a few buddies together and you trade with them. Uh, you divide into blue and red teams. The blue team search for setups and why they think it's uh, it's valid. The red team must come up with all the reasons they think it won't work. If the red team can't find any reasons against the trade, it's usually a high probability trade. So good news, guys. We're doing this red team thing in the Trading Nut chat room over there on Telegram. So head over to tradingnut.com. All you need to do is put in hashtag red team, I'd say potentially use a, a trade setup that's on a higher time frame so people have got a chance to have a look at it, analyze it, respond. If you're doing five-minute trades, it's probably not going to work. But um, yeah, red team trading, hashtag red team trading over there at tradingnut.com and the Telegram chat room. So guys, worthwhile checking that out, especially if you're needing some help with your trade ideas and your trade plan and you're thinking that you know this thing's going to work and it doesn't. All right, that's enough from me, guys. I know this is going to be one of those episodes that's going to go massive. So please tune in. Here we go. Interview with Philip Bloom. Uh, do remember to head over there to after the show, catch the video, and sign up to whatever you can so you don't miss this live five trade, possibly 10 trade, bullet trades that we're going to do in a live very, very soon. Here we go. All right, folks, we've got Philip Bloom here on the show. Now, Philip has got the title of, and it's, I suppose it's a self-given title, Youngest Profitable Trader in the World. Philip, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Look, uh, you're only 15 years old. I know you're, you're about to head off to school uh, here in lockdown, which is um, obviously uh, homeschooling for you over there in Poland. I wanted to get you on. I mean, you know, often we, we I get young people, and you are the youngest. I'll give you that. You're definitely the youngest. And uh, we get them on and, you know, people are like, why am I listening to a young guy? And I've seen, you know, enough of your stuff to, to realize that it's worthwhile getting you on to to give a different perspective on, you know, people that are you know much older who have either been in the workforce for quite a while and um, are still struggling or wanting to get into this game and, and give them a completely different view of things as well as, you know, teach people a thing or two as well. So, um, Philip, I know your story's not going to be that long about how you got into it, but I'm sure we can we can find out a, a whole bunch of stuff if we dive deep enough. Now, yeah, start us off when you first got interested in, in trading and uh, your journey, which I believe is only two years up until up until you're 15. Yeah, yeah. So um, at the age of 13, I started looking into stocks. Uh, uh, parents owned some stocks and. Uh, I asked them a bunch of questions about it, and I just started from there. Um, 
But uh, as time went by, I realized that stock trading wasn't really my thing. You know, I I, I found it hard to uh, master the skill and everything seemed so complicated. Um, and then about one and a half years ago, so I did that for six months. Um, and then one and a half years ago, I came uh, about forex trading. And that just that just really changed everything for me that it seemed so much um, more simpler, easier to learn. And, uh, you know, also as, as with the brokers, um, I didn't really have that, have that money to trade stocks. Uh, you know, m- most brokers with in the stock market have a minimum deposit of several thousand dollars. And then, you know, uh, Forex, you have, uh, you know, you have brokers, which you can deposit very little money, and then you have this huge leverage. So you could, you know, everything seems so much better with uh, the Forex market. Okay, so the, in terms of the money side of things and, and getting a deposit, I mean, your dad, did he fund you for the stock trading? Uh, no, no. Um, the first time I got funded, I did demo for a while on um, both stocks and Forex. And then my first account was on uh, IC Markets, uh, min- minimum deposit of 200 euros. Uh, and yeah, that was my first account with my uh, dad's documents. With your dad's, oh, okay, right. So you had your dad's, dad's documents to open the account and uh, and get trading, which is fair enough. Yeah, you need to do that. Yeah. I mean, I mean going back to to even when you were thirteen and, and sort of the last couple of years, I suppose. Why on earth did you get into this? I mean, my my, I've got I've got a thirteen year old daughter who's almost fourteen next week, and <laughs> I mean, she, I've, I've, you know, she sees what I do, what I do, and and we. We talk about it now and again, but I can't see her getting having much interest for another few years yet, if if any. What what do you think you were different? Um, it really came down to my school career. Uh, you know, I was I was a very bad student. You know, it might seem like a typical uh, success story, but I was always a very bad student, and uh, for some passionate in the financial markets, uh, whether it came to business or trading. Uh, or anything and uh, so I just had this goal in my mind like uh, if I start young then hopefully I'm not going to be I'm not going to have to go through you know college and stuff like that because I did I just didn't feel like that was for me so I just started off uh, on as a on a young age and so what what were your friends doing and what do your friends think about what you're doing uh, anonymous. I don't. I don't tell my friends. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, okay. I only have my my best friend. Uh, only knows what I do. Other from that, um, no one knows what I do. Okay. What about your parents? Are they aware of of what you're doing? Yeah, yeah. Of course. My my parents know. Um, you know, I have to pay taxes on withdrawals and everything, so I need help with that. Um, Fair enough too. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And so, right. Let's let's dive back into the journey. The good thing is you'll definitely remember it. Whereas you know, likes of me, I, I don't know if I could tell you what was going on when I was thirteen. But uh, what what? How did that journey start? You said you didn't really enjoy stocks and you, you preferred uh, forex. Yeah. Can you describe why was why that was? Seemed like um, you know when you look at a stock chart, I I I, I think many people agree with me. Uh, everything just seems so, so random. Um, I don't know. We have like, there's like huge market gaps. Uh, the candlesticks don't tell you, um, doesn't tell a story like, like this. I don't know. It just wasn't for me. Uh, but when you look at us, uh, at a Forex chart, you know, 
you can start, you know, as a beginner, you can just look at a chart and you can start seeing so many patterns uh, and which makes it just much more simple, in my opinion. And did you, did you need to educate yourself on these, these patterns or were you just seeing patterns? Yeah, well, um, you know, I only had, the only thing I had back then was uh, the 200 euros, which was on my trading account. So I didn't have uh, any money to um, buy buy courses. Uh, so mostly I had to uh, learn by myself. And so what was the process you took to, to start, you know, getting an idea for this is going to be my strategy? Well, what I did was I, I watched day and night. I watched um, just YouTube videos, right? And then I took certain certain parts from all these different traders that, post their videos on YouTube and education and stuff like that. And then when I built my own type of strategy, I, uh, for example, I, I, I took parts of everything I learned. So for example, I took a, I learned how to use the Fibonacci from whoever, right? Um, and it's, it's really, that's really what it's about to, to, um, to combine everything, you know, to to make a a, ver- a good strategy okay and so you okay that makes sense so you sort of found some things that you you knew about and then just thought okay well, let's apply them and see if i can come up with some some strategy i mean when you when you came up with something that you thought okay this is worthwhile trying out how did that come about um i didn't really ever feel something like that i just it just came over time um it wasn't really. I never. I never really had a aha moment. Uh, you know, I was just, I was just studying so hard um, every day, and then suddenly I just start seeing, you know, all these all these things that I've learned on the internet on my actual charts. So everything started uh, making sense, and it just came like that. No real aha moment for me, uh, to be quite honest. And and was. You know, what did you, what we what sort of stuff were you documenting down to? I suppose remember what it was you were going to put in in play. Uh, you know, I had a trading journal where I put down um, everything useful. I I put down, uh, of course, I journaled all my trades, uh, lot size, exit entry, pips, P and L, stuff like that. And then I had a couple of pages with my rule book, uh, and then. Yeah, so I, my, my trading style is not very complicated, so there's not a lot to remember, uh, really. So I just had it, had it in my head. Okay, so all right, so you, you just literally had it in your head. Okay, cool. And so, so how did that pan out after you, you know, had it in your head? You started off, I mean, you mentioned something about demo. How was the transition from demo to live? And and were you, you know, at any point not making making consistent gains? You know, I was trading demo for a while. Everything went super great. You know, demo without a stop loss. Uh, trade can be an 80, 80% drawdown and it still goes up to profit. So it's just not realistic um, to trade demo unless you actually treat it uh, realistically. Now, of course, uh, when I had some massive gains on the demo account, I, I immediately thought I could uh, go live and start earning a lot of money, which was not the case. Um, it's a lot different. Uh, as far as you, you, you're not di- you're not trading like a disciplined trader. 
when you're on demo. Um, you know, you're, you're, you don't apply stop loss, you don't apply take profits or anything like that. So when I actually opened a live account with my 200 euros, uh, at one point I was at 60% drawdown on the account. Uh, and then from there I had to, I had to step back and start, um, start from the beginning really. So you got to, you got to 80, 80 euros in that 200 euro account. Yeah. What, what was, how did you get down that far? What happened? Um, well, I was trading like I did on demo. Um, I didn't have any rules, you know, putting in random lot sizes, uh, stop loss too tight or, or 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 there's so many so many mistakes i made in the beginning which got me there uh, so what i did was after after that I, I i you know i was at the point of giving up but uh you know i took a step back uh for a month i started you know learning again i started creating a risk management plan i started started um you know, I started perfecting my uh, analysis. Uh, so that that was an import, important point for me to actually take a step back from my live account. Uh, and how did you how did you how did you uh, perfect your analysis? Well, it takes time. Um, you know, you just gotta you just gotta learn from you know you can learn from the internet um, from many YouTube videos, and then you need to spend a lot of time. Uh, on the charts, you know, I was, I was, I was several hours of a day. Uh, I was marking up my charts. I was reading the fundamentals on investing.com. I was learning how to combine that with the strength, um, the currency strength indicator, uh, or the currency strength chart. And then, and then that really, um, all those hours on the charts. That's when I started to become consistent. Okay, and so I'm I'm sort of thinking like, okay, you got to sixty, sorry, eighty. I mean, did when you started back on the live, how did that start to look different for you then? Well, I I started, uh, you know, I was I had my risk management plan. Uh, I took a step back. I I figured all that out. So when I came back, you know, I sort of believe that even even back then when I did lose uh, a lot of money, I I still knew what I was doing. Um, in the case in the sense that my analysis uh, wasn't bad. It was just my, my recklessness uh, which got me there. So uh, from 80, you know, it took me a while to, to come back to, um, uh, to 200. But once I did, um, I started raising my lots a little bit. I, I would have this rule where uh, I would only take high probability trades uh, they don't come. They don't come by as often, but that's what grew my account. You know, only taking one or two trades per day, uh, which which I was, you know, eighty percent sure of. You know, a lot of traders, uh, new traders, they have the problem with over trading. I did as well, and uh, that also got me in trouble with my account. Yeah, I, I think people have sort of. You know they've got a certain number of trades in them a day, ironically, and when you get past that level, it becomes something takes over. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, now let's have a look at at your current style of trading. I mean, what what time frames are you focusing on? 
Uh, I usually go from the daily down to the one hourly. So daily, four hour, one hour. And how many? You said you sort of take it about two trades a day. Is that right? Yeah, max three t- trades per day. And what about the um, average duration? Are they running across days or over weekends? Uh, mostly like, um, you know, I hold for maybe two days or one day or sometimes even a couple of hours. It really depends on how my position is looking, you know, how the candles are closing out and and stuff like that. So it really depends. And are you are you after are you after a high win rate or is it more sort of low win rate higher reward? Uh I don't focus on on win rate really. Uh as far as you know how 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 many percent of trades I win. Because in my trading style I can have four losses and I I usually only take high probability trades um uh, so I can have four losses in a row, and then that will my one win will cover that up, which I can give you an example on my charts later uh, on, on that exact that exact um, example I had yesterday. Uh, I had four losing trades and won it by one uh, one winning trade. Right, right, okay. And and how many instruments are you looking at? Uh, how many indicators and stuff you mean? No, how many um, how many currency pairs are you are you trading? Yeah, I ha- I have a pretty long list. I have um, you know the USD pairs, so Swiss franc, Canadian dollar, JPY. I have a couple of NZD pairs. Um, I love the GBP pairs with the volatility, and then of course the Australian dollar also with the volatility, and then I trade um, gold as well cool so being somebody who's you know still going to school and and has to go to school legally what's um what's your day look like from a trading point of view um i usually uh you know i go to a british online school and they start their um they start their day at uh, 9 a.m but uh for me since i'm in poland that's one hour later so i i start school at 10 Right, so I usually wake up uh, and have I have decent amount of time to uh, go on the charts, um, you know, mark up what, what, what uh, my watch list for the day. Uh, usually read the fundamentals, uh, go in my Telegram to report a couple of things, and 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 I'm done with that before school starts. So I have plenty of time, really. And what about after school? Anything? going on after school yeah um i i i play tennis a lot um this this whole sort of online school thing is um built around my tennis so i have tennis during the school day uh after usually about uh somewhere between three hours per day and then one hour of fitness so i i play a lot of uh tennis okay right cool all right so um my normal question is in the beginning what do you think made you different from your average mum or dad trader I mean other than the fact I suppose not being a mum or dad um, or even close at the moment what do you think made you different Uh, I'm very open minded um, in the sense that I I copy everything I I possibly can you know while some some traders 
only consider themselves as breakout traders, uh, this and that. You know, my trading style is that I'm trying to adapt to all uh, market conditions. I want to be able to know when how to trade when the market is consolidating, when it's ranging, uh, when there are fundamentals involved. You know, I, I really try to be as open as possible. Um, and yeah, that that's it really. So what would you recommend for someone else who's out there, you know, wanting to become a profitable trader? What steps should they take? Uh, I think, I think, um, first of all, I always say that uh, you need to be able to be profitable without indicators to, um, to apply them. Because a lot of new traders... Uh, they try to find a you know secret strategy with indicators, and uh, that's really, f in my opinion, focusing on on the on the wrong things. Um, I think you should I think you should learn pure price action. Uh, I think you a lot of new traders don't don't um, don't um, read the fundamentals or try to I try to try to know what's going on uh, in, in that area. Um, yeah, so, so my, 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 um, my tips would be trade naked, naked charts, learn how to do it that way before applying any indicators and stuff, uh, pay attention to the fundamentals because those will play a role, um, later on in your trading career and yeah, and use proper risk management. Cool. Okay, and so talking about fundamentals, I mean, what what do you focus on when you're using uh, when you're dealing with fundamentals? Sounds like you're you're probably doing more than most of the guys that I interview. Where they, you know they might look for a red news event and and, and that'll be it, or they use news to their advantage. Uh, what are you looking for? Yeah, well, a lot of the traders you've interviewed are scalpers, so they don't really pay attention to that sort of thing. But um, it really depends on. If uh, if I'm going, I'm looking to take an opportunity. So, for example, um, I, I sometimes I try to avoid big fundamental news or high impact news. Or sometimes I try to um, I try to use them in my advantage. So, for example, um, in the OPEC the OPEC news we had uh, the other day. Um, I took huge, a huge advantage of that and um, I really shorted the, the Canadian dollar, you know, because I looked out for that, for those right. news. Yeah, 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 okay. All right, so you're using them to craft trade ideas uh, as well as, oh, alongside your technicals. Yeah, exactly. Combine the technicals with the fundamentals. Okay, and what about, uh, what about, Talking about technicals, I mean, what three things would you would you recommend anyone focus on when they're looking at a price chart? Uh, I would recommend looking at uh, learn obviously support and resistance. Uh, master those two things because they are important. Um, and how do you see support and resistance? Like, what do you see it like? What you well, would see on YouTube, on how... or have you got a different way of looking at it? You know. You can, of course, I learned it, the basics from YouTube, but when you spend X amount, X amount of hours on the chart, you will start to notice them yourself. 
they're pretty clear, uh, in my opinion, on all time frames. You know, price when price respects a certain area a couple of times, and then breaks through, and then retests back to back to it, and uh, wicks wicks off of it. You know, I'm I could show it better on the chart, but that would be a valid uh, area of resistance becoming support. You know, it's it's pretty easy to spot, right? Yeah. Yep. So that was number one uh, support and resistance. What what are two other things? Um. course uh trade with the trend uh you 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 don't you as a new trader i think it's it's too advanced to try to spot the reversals all the time uh i think you should focus on as a beginner to trade with the trend and actually uh actually spot those buy opportunities uh at you know a trend also has breakouts of support and resistance areas so when you combine those two uh, you really, you really get a the easiest way to make money, in my opinion. Okay, cool. All right. So, um, uh, how how do you usually try and identify a trend? Well, I, I use I. Um, I mean, it depends on you. Obviously, see where what direction the market is going just from looking at the at the candlesticks, right? So when I draw my trend, I I just I include the wicks, and uh, I don't know. It's it, for, in my opinion, you know, drawing out wicks and identifying support and resistance areas. That's not really rocket science. Um, sh- should be pretty straightforward to identify them, you know. Okay, cool. So there's no sort of real special techniques. Is that you should be able to see them on the charts? Okay. Yeah. And, and have you got a third thing you can share with us? Yeah, so uh, I usually, my entries, a huge part of my trading success comes down to the Fibonacci retracement. So as I mentioned, I trade uh, sometimes with the trend. When you trade with the trend, you know, you obviously have your trend line. You have price testing that trend several times to become a valid trend. And if you if you know how to use it, well you will start to notice that uh, the retest back to the trend will also be at a certain Fibonacci levels uh, where I usually have my entry, which I can show later on if uh, you let me put on my screen. Yep, we'll definitely do that. We'll check that out. Maybe we can do that on the on the YouTube. Um, do a clip after the show. That sounds great. Now we're going to jump into the quickfire round uh, to just summarise some of the stuff we've talked about. And I mean, I think you've got a bit of time here, so you can expand on some of the answers if you want. So, how long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? Uh, as I mentioned, I didn't have a course, so I think it took me about five months actually thinking about a trader's mindset do you have any special techniques you can share with us um trader's mindset remove all emotions and from from your trading and if you do feel emotionally attached to your trades uh then that's just a sign that you're taking too big positions and not managing your uh your risk properly what's your favorite entry setup Favorite entry setup uh, yeah. at the sixty-one point eight percent Fib level. 
what strategies do you use to exit or manage active trades? Uh, I have some FIB level take profit areas and I have, uh, and price, if price shows major rejections um, going, you know, for reversals, uh, then I usually exit the trade. What's your recommended trading resource? Can you expand on that? Uh, well, like something you would say, look, go go over and check this out, a uh, YouTube channel or, or something to that effect. Book. Can I can I shout shout out a YouTube channel? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, fortunately, I didn't come across this YouTube channel in the beginning of my journey, but I really think um, to master support and resistance in trading with the trend, making it also simple. I think you guys should check out um, Nick Sean. Oh right, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, Nick's been on the show a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's your recommended? Uh, oh, actually, I asked that one. <laughs> If, you was, if there was one thing you recommend, you'd recommend any retail trader spend the next month mastering, what would it be, why, and how could they go about mastering it? Try to um, try to spend as much time on the charts as possible and actually learning new things from the internet. You know, there's so much information on YouTube and the internet, and uh, I think when you learn a new skill, I think you should spend a lot of time on the charts trying to apply it and master it. To become comfortable actually using it when you're trading live. What's your preferred broker and trading platform? Uh, IC Markets. They are a re- regulated broker uh, and they offer high leverage. What's the worst trade you ever had? Oh, uh, back when I didn't have a risk management plan, uh, when I, you know, risked random amounts on every trade uh i probably blew somewhere about 40 percent of my account on one trade if there was one thing you could leave uh, our listeners with what would it be one piece of advice if you want to take if you want to if you want trading to be your uh if you want to be a professional trader you need to treat this like a business and you really need to have uh, you need to really have a plan uh, when it comes to all sorts of things your entries your ri- risk reward ratios your your uh, your risk per trade and just try to be as professional as possible and really apply those things uh, that you've learned on the internet so without being sort of uh, I suppose getting too personal here I mean what what are your plans for you know, the future, you're, you're 15, you're still going to school, you're playing tennis, uh, your trading um, is profitable. What what are, you, what are your plans? Uh, when I'm 18, I want to open a trading floor. Cool. Brilliant. Okay. Sounds like a great, great plan uh, and great goal. But we're going to jump over and shoot a little video, guys. So there should be a link in the show notes. Check them out and check out the video that we're going to shoot and, and go through some of these um, setups on a price chart. Before we wrap up, Philip, what's the best way for my listeners to get hold of you? Uh, you can contact me through Instagram. My uh, username is RealKing4X with the number four. 
Look, a big thank you to Philip for sharing with us today everything we've discussed here, along with all the links are in the show notes. To find them, simply search for Philip in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. There you have it, folks. World's youngest profitable Forex trader on the show here. First, a first for tradingnut.com. Now, action points after listening to this. Head over to tradingnut.com. Find his episode, episode number 75, and... Please watch the video where he walks through his trading setup, including the golden zone. He's got the golden zone in there. After that, sign up on the website to get a access to a live stream. We're either going to go through 10 or 5 trade setups, similar to what you've seen in the video. Uh, you're going to get to ask questions of Flip and possibly another trader as well. So guys, please, this is going to be absolute gold. Head over there, tradingnut.com, sign up to whatever you can. If you're in the Telegram chat and you use Telegram regularly, then you're going to get notified there as well. And you can use you know, that red team trading thing as well. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next show.